We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, 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 now this the black sheep sticking it to him, I need a crib like I'm Gatsby, I need it in hand, just understand my pocket's that deep, with nothing to prove, I ain't got nothing to do, and it can't compete, and I got nothing to lose, you see they told me I'm the one that's gonna benefit, never been a threat, talking out of line, but never back in the building. At Veterans Minimum is where you can find all things Veterans Minimum. I'm your host, repping the New York Rangers, baby. No, we're not going to talk hockey on this one, but they did win that outdoor game. And Josh, to my right, in a Capitals jersey. And no, we did not coordinate this. We didn't, This was no coordination. So I saw you and I was like, nice. (laughs) (laughs) I have to follow your swag, bro, because you always show up with the jerseys and whatnot. It's always cool. It's always exciting. And... I want to say, I don't think you've duplicated. Not much. It, football season gets tougher because, like, there's just certain jerseys of Redskins mm. I don't like to wear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, have, yeah. They, have a, they have a stench to them. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no. I, I do need to, I need to get a dag on jersey sponsor. That's really what needs to happen in my life. Lids or, or, uh, or Mitchell S, it would be nice. It would be a long time coming. Dude, Mitchell and S is, uh, Mitchell and S is, where it's at. I got a Mitchell and S Lando Norris McLaren jersey. Yeah. And uh, every time I've worn it, they're like, yo, that shit is exclusive. I feel mad cool about that. <laughs> like, listen, if I got a Mitchell, like, if I got a Mitchell and S sponsorship, I talked to Mitchell and S years ago. This is for my, this is for like my business. If I ever get that sponsorship, the, the relics that will come out of the closet with that, oh my goodness. Yeah, it would be crazy. Dude, it's even, it's even dope if it's like, uh, like an affiliation, and you just get free shit. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Which I'd- brings us to... <laughs> I feel like I haven't given you enough stuff, man, but Hawkware, baby. Straight from Ohio. O-H-I-O. Shout out to Hawkware. They uh, reached out via the Twitter, via the X, and uh, sent us some cool beanies, man. And uh, yeah, check them out. It's pretty, it's pretty comfy. The hawk is out. Yeah, and also for my big ass head, it's like great stretchy. <laughs> it's like it still looks good and compact. You know what I'm saying? So nice. shout out to Hawkware. We are here. We are back. Josh, how was your weekend, bro? It, it was good. Not too bad. You know what I mean? New dog is getting acclimated. So you got a new dog too? Yeah. Yeah. No it's, shit. It's uh, a week and a half now. 
Oh damn, bro! You didn't even let me know. I'm I'm, I'm a new I'm a I, new dog. Dad I know, too. I know, I know. This is this is my third adult dog that I've had. Like third dog on my own as an adult. So yeah, yeah. Oh damn! So you're like a grizzled vet in comparison to me, bro. Because oh. I'm this is your first dog. Period. First dog on my own where I'm responsible for it. Oh, okay. Yeah, like my whole life, I think, dude. No lie, I think prior to me getting Dars, uh. So like 18 months, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. 18 months. My whole life, dude, I think I went like six months without having a puppy or a dog in my house. Oh, okay. And it was when the first dog I had died. Mm-hmm. And then we got Titan, who's still alive. 16-year-old fucking teacup Yorkie, baby. Nice. Still just <laughs> humping the shit out of things, too. Like, he'll be laid up all day, bro. And then, and then Jazz and Lolo <laughs> pop up. You get that little... Red Rocket going and he's locked in. <laughs> so shout out to Titan. Yeah, but bro, my whole life I've always had dogs, but yeah. you know, my mom's responsible for them. Sure, right? sure. Like they're, they're my dogs, but they're not. But this one is like my Your dog. Your dog, yeah. My, I've, I've been going through it. My, <laughs> my first dog, my first adult dog was in college. And so it was after a breakup. It was after the first, the first real breakup. Your boy was down bad. It was, it was a struggle. So I, yeah, I had, that was my first Cane Corso. That was Rocky. He was brilliant. Uh, like we had, we were like Kendrick Spirits, and then, um, uh, then I had Peyton, who was a re- who was a, get- a rescue, and that was when I lived out here. That was with a girlfriend, and then this dog, this is uh, Miss Nova. So, mm. first girl dog I've had since my original dog. So, it's been a minute. Wow, and she is a needy bitch, <laughs> <laughs> to oh, say the man. least. Dude, it was crazy because it was the first weekend that I went away. I went to All Star Weekend. Um, this is your first All-Star Weekend? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, it was quite the experience. I'll leave it at that. I'll yeah. tell you off off the record. I know the guys in the control room know about what happened as I told them the story. But um, I used to, uh, All-Star Weekend, I used to go out there, and this is back when the Clippers were trash, and uh, I, would wear my, I would wear my suits. And uh, yeah, I was in the league. <laughs> and I used to, uh, I, my name was Keith Richardson. I, 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 I combined Keith Kloss and Pooh Richardson. Keith Richardson. And yeah, you play on the Clippers. Nobody knew who played on the Clippers back in the, the early 2000s. They didn't know. Oh, bro. I talk about this shit all the time. I got my friend Danny. Uh, he's 6'8". I got another friend that's like 6'6", right? And I'm like, bro, y'all should come to Vegas during Summer League. Oh. And just say that you're on a 10-day or some oh, shit. Oh, sure. No, no one's going to know. No one will know. No one will have any idea, no bro. No one will know. I, th- I think I was telling you this when you were telling the story about... Uh, um, uh, you were in the UFC when you you told that girl you was at the UFC. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think my, I t- my, my debut fight. Yeah, that's why yeah. I got. That's why I had the, the the stitches on there. I think I think that was. I think I had told you about that story because that was like the only time I'd ever really. But I did it for like years because I used to go to All Star Weekend every year and I'd be at those parties like like oh. Because all the dudes knew me. So, like, everybody knew me. So, everybody would come up, dab right. me up. So, it like, looked like you oh were. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, like, it wasn't like I was, like, running up on dudes. Dudes were running up on me. And it was like, hey, what up, boy? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Girls so, like, all the optics, everyone else is like, who are you? And then I have a suit on, too. So, it's like, who? You, you this apart. is this is back when guys wore suits. We didn't, you know what I mean? We weren't out there looking thugnificent all the time. So, yeah. The fits were crazy. Oh yeah, no, it was Steve Harvey suit. Now I ain't, I ain't saying it was a it was a suit for today's era, but for the time, 
I was I was right. Bro, I've told this story before, but when I went to the Raider game earlier this year and I got to see my you know $160 million quarterback in 4K 3D blow out his knee, uh, I went with uh, three of my boys that fight, my two jujitsu coaches, the Shapiro brothers, and then my buddy Dimitri. And, you know, they got the they got the cauliflower ears, the scars and all yeah. that. And, dude, the amount of people as we're walking through the tailgate that stopped them and asked if they were in the UFC. Yeah. They would be like, nah, nah, we just coach, we just coach. I wasn't hammered yet, but I was just like, yo, bro, start telling them that you're in the fucking UFC. Who's going to, they're, they're going to stop and like be like, yo, I have, uh, yeah, I just fought last week. Uh, you know, I opened the card. No one's going to know, dude. No one's going to know. It just makes you look way cooler. Lie, <laughs> cheat, and steal, baby. Do what you got to do. Bend the truth, but don't lie. You are a professional fighter. You're just not in the UFC yet. That's right. That's right. I fight. Yeah. Yeah, I fight. Maybe sometimes. Oh. You know, the footage got lost. It was a blackout in the building. That's why we couldn't get the <laughs> footage. That's why we haven't, we haven't seen it. But for the most part, I think, you know, it's it's cool. You can have some fun with it. But we were on the maybe limb, not the not the pre-prelim. We were in the maybe <laughs> limb. <laughs> but it's just the, the janitor sweeping. That's, oh, that's what we were fighting. It's like the PFL. I, I've been to a couple of PFL events. They'll have the main card and then they'll have fights after that are not aired. Oh, I that are that. like the road to the tournament. Because oh. you know how the PFL has a tournament bracket, yeah, right? Yeah. Which I'm a fan of. I think it's really interesting. And it makes them unique from what the UFC and Bellator are. So what they'll do is they'll have their five main card, their, their like pay-per-view main event main mm -hmm. card. But then after, they'll be like, hey, you know, we're, we're going to change the set a little bit, change the matting and, and the corners. And we're going to have the road to the PFL. And it's like... You know, dudes having their second pro fight or oh, their wow. third pro fight. And it's usually a lot of young bucks, like in their low 20s. Yeah. Maybe the oldest guy will be like 26. You know what I mean? And it's to get to the PFL. No, that's… Do, do fans stay? Yeah, do, you're, 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 you're allowed to stay if you want, but a lot of people oh, trickle out. But oh, what you will okay. see is you'll see teammates. You'll see obviously family and friends. Sure. I'm a fight fan in general. So I was just like, yo, free scraps? I'm down, bro. Yeah. Some of my favorite fights to go see are like the regional pro fights. Yeah. It's like the dudes that have not gotten there yet. Like that's where you get to see some wild I, shit. I don't have nothing to lose. Yeah. That's <laughs> where you see some wild shit. But let's get back. Let's get back to All-Star Weekend, right? There's a lot of things to discuss. What was your favorite moment of All-Star Weekend? Yeah. So uh, I was working. Oh. And… Uh, I didn't catch any of Saturday. I saw, I saw some of the highlights. You know what I mean? I, I'll tell… Well, okay. From the highlights… I would say um, the coolest thing was the uh, <laughs> I said mixed gender on my show, but uh, but the the that's a, uh, that's a 1998 the, WWF wrestling match the, mixed uh, gender tag match <laughs> coming to you after the break. The, <laughs> By the, God, the uh, the the contest between Sabrina and uh, and Steph that was mine I, too. I thought was yeah. really cool and um, you different know, also, right? Like we haven't seen some shit like that. No, not I, not head up, not like that. Not like that. Where, like that. where you actually made it an event. It didn't take too long. It was like, what? A, a 10 minute thing from the intro to when he lifted the belt. Yeah. By the way, the belt could do a lot better. That belt was kind of ass. That was like, this is the NBA. Yeah. That like, was I got a better daggone belt at the crib. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, it's they, they, like they went they, to a thrift shop and just put some shit together. <laughs> yeah, that shit looked terrible. Sabrina bro. versus Steph. Yeah, but yo, that was cool. And shout out to her, man, because she shot from the NBA three point line. Because you yep. know how people would have been, right? Like if she would have beat him, would have been like, yeah, because she played under her rules and the women's rules and all that. And like, yo, she was, and dude, she tied Dame 
Dame had 26 when he won. That's right. And like, yo, she was cooking, man. And 26. at one point, and at one point, I was like, yo, that's that's a high score to try to hit if you're Steph. And then he ends up beating her. But I think it was a cool moment, man. And her her speech after about like whether you're a woman or, or you're a man, like if you're a shooter, you can shoot. shoot I thought that was shoot. really cool. And it was nice to like show love to the women's game too. For sure. And she's one sure. of like the prolific names that yeah, yeah. dude, I remember her from from Oregon and yes. in college. I used yes. to be like, yo, I'm betting on them to win every year. They didn't win it. But like I was like, yo, she used to buck threes and triple, like pull. triple triple doubles too. She had a lot of triple yeah. doubles. Yeah. And also she was like a Kobe disciple too. Yes. Yes. Kobe was I was like like, like his uh like his adopted daughter in a way. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like they were super close. So yeah, yeah that was definitely the moment, man. And I, I think anytime you do something that's groundbreaking or or new. I'm a fan of it. Like, yeah. try some new shit. And I think that was really cool. I, I liked it because, you know, to your point, listen, 26 points, she did it from the NBA line. Now, she did have her own balls, the, you know, pause. She had, she had female basketballs, which was fair. Um, but, uh, look, I, I was saying, I was saying earlier on my show, I think that the champion each year from both uh, three-point contests, they should meet. And they do it at NBA All-Star. Obviously, do it at NBA All-Star because that's a much bigger stage mm. for the women. So right, bring right, the right. women in and have them there. Um, I, I think it would be a cool thing. It would be something different and it would be something interesting, I feel like. I don't know if, uh, you know, maybe the champion doesn't defend his title. You know, maybe he takes a year off and has like a kind of, I don't, I still don't, I don't want to call it mixed gender champion but, um, you know what I mean? But, like, something like that where it's something that you look forward to. The women can kind of aspire to get to that. So then they can, you know, because, look, listen, one of those girls is going to win. Mm-hmm. One of those, because, look, there's, there's, there's years where 21 is a good score. And right. that's what wins it. I mean, dude, she, she went crazy last year where she missed, I think, her first and last shot. Yeah, and every, hit everything in the middle. And that's what kind of inspired this matchup. And I think it was cool, man. That was definitely the moment for me. Um, NBA All-Star Weekend, I do feel like the three-point contest has become what the dunk was in like the 80s and 90s because you do get the bigger names to compete in that. Yeah. And it's more now because of how the game is, everyone's shooting threes. Like we'll get to, we'll get to the All-Star game in just a second. But I think that the three-point contest is the marquee event. You want to put it at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, three point. It's great, but they still they still don't make the dollars that the dunk contest does. Even though, even though they have the names, um, I, and I wish I wish the players would treat it the same way they treat the three point contest because the names don't always win. Steph doesn't win every year, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a Kyle Korver thrown in there. There's these other guys that make a name off of becoming the champion sometimes. Um, but the the dunk contest, like it's like, man, it, it's it's I don't know. Maybe we should just stop doing the dunk contest with NBA guys and start throwing out these like pros from around the world. It's more exciting, personally. I don't know about pros around the world. I want to see the best of the best, and everyone is here. They ain't the best of the best. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> like Jordan, look, Jordan uh, Kilgan, and he. On his worst day, I, I took him to China. On his worst day, he's better than any dunker that I've seen in the last 10 years in a dunk contest outside of Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. That dunk contest elevated the dunk contest, and the dunk contest has not recovered 
since then. Yeah. Well, can I can I tell you my theory on this? How many more dunks are there possibly that we haven't seen? That, but see, that's what I'm saying. Like these other these professional dunkers, they've they do dunks. But see, the thing is, and this is the thing when I've worked with some of them, um, a lot of it because they are pro dunkers. Like there are there is such a thing as a professional dunker. It's a like literally like Jordan has the, his stuff mapped out to steps, to foot position, to you know where you are on the floor. Like you can't do this dunk from this area. It just mechanically won't work. Mm. Like certain things. Like whereas NBA dudes, like you know, like Vince Carter could dunk. That was who he was. A lot of these guys, they don't really practice it. Like a, a professional dunker, he's practicing. He's repping this stuff. That's what he does. So it's never going to look like what these other guys can do because literally that's how they make their their money. They got to do stuff that we haven't seen. Yeah, they got to think out of... The box. Out of the box there, yeah. Yeah, a lot of heat though for it, man. I just feel like there's not that many dunks that we just haven't seen yet. Like, you ever played NBA Live? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The old one with the, the double... The hoo, hoo, uh. Bro, that's like the only dunk that we haven't seen. I've We've seen it. The double? Yeah, I'm blanking. Who did the double? I'm, I'm bl- nobody in the NBA. One of the dunkers. That's what I'm saying, though. Like yeah. in the NBA dunk oh, oh, contest. No, 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 no. Nobody in the NBA has ever right. even attempted that. Like that. Yeah. Those are the only dunks. Jordan Clark, I think. Is- that used to be. That used to be an automatic fifty if you did that in the game. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh, if you. If, hey, did a double dunk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then yeah, the one yeah. where you would go behind your back. Yeah. You know, the behind the back was sick. And then some people in the NBA will do that with a 360. Yeah. And windmill. Like, that's dope. That's something. And that's why, to me, I just feel like they ran out of dunks that... Like, how many times are you going to jump over Shaq, bro? Stop bringing Shaq out. Or or you're going to jump over someone. Like, it's not... I'm talking as a 5'10 white guy. (laughs) Like, it's not that impressive when it's done over and over and over again. No, no. To your point. But see, like, look. Now, there's a point of... We have to get away from certain props, but then there's a time and a place for props. Like certain yeah. times props are cool, but then when it's like your whole thing is I got to put on this jersey or I got to wear these shoes and it's like, it's it's good when it feels more organic, when it doesn't feel like it was so, you know, we planned this for the last six months. But um, I, I mean, I, I think a lot of it truthfully is a lot of these guys, and it goes back to the children of today. Children, like, when you look at the NBA now, like, there's not a whole lot of personalities. Like, players don't have the same, like, or at least don't outwardly show a lot of personality. So then when you get to the dunk contest, they don't know how to really get a crowd excited. It's not really who they are. They don't know how to, like, really bring a crowd in on it. You know what I mean? So, like, it's very flat. Like, Blake Griffin, so I was in the house when Blake won his in L.A., and when he won that one, every single time it was Blake's turn, there was buzz. Everyone felt it. Everyone was excited. Whereas these kids now, like most of the time, you either don't know their name. I don't like what teams he play on. I'm Googling the, the dude as we're going. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not, it's not the same. That's a good point. That's a good point about it. It goes back to what everyone complains about with the NBA now about this like AAU shit and nobody likes. Not nobody likes. Everybody likes one another. And there's no animosity. There's yeah. no hostility. Like, I think one of one of my favorite moments was when Dame Lillard wins the MVP. The crowd is booing him. Yeah. Because you got the Pacer Buck thing. You yeah. also got Halliburton, the hometown guy. that Who played well, too. Played well, yeah. yeah. 
And uh, I actually bet Halliburton to win MVP because I did that. He was like 15 to 1. And I did that because of the hometown thing. It was, it was a good bet. That's a good bet. Yeah. And I think he actually, if you would have bet like his total, probably Carly and Anthony Towns would have been the only person that may have beat him on that. Like, because like I, I bet, I bet Luca total. Cause I was like, I think Luca might get twenty some points. Oh, to have to be like the top scorer. Well, top just total um, amount of stats. So it's uh, like points okay, plus okay. assists plus steals, like all that stuff. I had bet Luca, and that was mm. a mistake. Luca played like dog water. <laughs> oh, Luca, Luca, and Jokic played like how I would envision them playing an All Star game. <laughs> like not giving a fuck. It was a cool that one moment where they kept like. One handing it back to each other. Yeah. And yeah. then I think he laid it off to like SGA, mm-hmm. which was pretty dope. But yeah, I mean, and and this is this brings me to the topic of how to fix the all-star game. Okay. Right. As somebody, and I'm gonna close the laptop for this one. And we're gonna stay on the ISO for this one too. I've been around gambling and betting my whole life. I actually started betting when I was in like the seventh grade. Right. Since the seventh grade, bro, one of my best friends, Dominic, I would tell him, bro, bet the over in the All-Star game. Just bet the over. Like, auto bet every year. There was one year that I could vividly remember, Josh, that it went under. And it was after both teams scored, like, 420 points, and then they made all these, like, rule changes, and, like, they kind of forced them to play defense, and then... There was that one game where it was like Paul George and LeBron were going at it like down the stretch and shit. And that was the only time where it went under. Every other time, bro, it goes over. And it's like an autoplay. It's like a part of the veterans minimum brand. You're going to play this over. I said it when we recorded last week. Like, yo, before we go, don't forget to bet the over. Over 353 and a half points. They scored 396, I believe it was. Um, Even if you bet it, like early when the line first came up, it was like 365. And the amount of people that I love and respect in this industry that were like, yo, you got to bet the under, got to bet the under. First of all, they went back to the traditional rules. Yes. Four 12-minute quarters. Yes. They were like doing the, the Elam the rules. The Elam, Elam ending. Yeah. Yeah, where it was like a race to 23. Well, it was it was based. That Elam ending always messes with me because the TBT does it. That's where it started. Um, it's based basically on when you get to a certain point, whoever, like, uh, whatever the distance is between the two of you. Yeah. Well, then it's that. So the, so basically if you're down 10, the, the team that's up 10, they only got to score 10 more points. You got to score 20 to catch them. Yeah. Basically. Right. That's so that was, that was kind of messing things up a little bit with the over, but guess what? Those were going over also. <laughs> I didn't right? realize But that. those were like sneaking by, maybe okay. five to six points. Okay. This one went over 353 and a half. And I, I posted my ticket and I, I just, I always talk about it. Like, bro, this is an autoplay. This is like, you just have to do it. All these casinos and these hotels, they, they don't give you layups. Yeah. This is a layup. Every year, bro. That's true. Every I, ne- single I never year. looked at it. I Every single year. So when I hear people bitch and moan about an all-star game, which is supposed to be fun and entertaining and it's supposed to be a game where you celebrate your league. To me, I think there's no problems with the All-Star game. I think I want to see a team shoot 
100 three-pointers. 168. Make, yeah. Yeah, that's what I want. Between the two teams. That's what I want when I bet the over, bro. That's <laughs> what I want. So NBA, I think your rules are amazing. I think they're perfect. I think we leave this up every single year. We don't change anything. And it's a celebration of the league, bro. These guys are going out there. They're drinking the night before. They're planning their after parties afterwards. They got people flying in. And you know what kind of people I'm talking about to see them in Indianapolis, even though it was 12 degrees out there. They still like, flying bro, in. They still flying in, man. And it's, it's, it's a fun occasion. And it's supposed to be fun and silly. And you're supposed to see dudes like Carl Anthony Towns pull from the logo. And you're supposed to see Dame. Like, that's what the league is. Well, the all-star game is. And I have no problem with it, bro. You just have to take it for what it is. If you're expecting it to be game seven of the finals, it's not going to be that. If you're expecting it to be like the 80s and the 90s, it's not going to be that, bro. The game has changed the way these guys have camaraderie with one another. This is just like, yo, we're going to get a couple days to chill, have fun. I'll do a dunk contest here. I'll try some crazy shit in the game. But this is what the all-star game is. And I have no problem for it. Thank you for the free money every single year. <laughs> I guess I guess my biggest concern with it and what it's been for the last, shoot, decade plus, they just... It, th- tell me a highlight outside of Dane pulling from the logo twice. And, well, not... Excuse me, not the logo, from half court twice and making both. Name... Give me, give me a highlight. Give me a highlight. There is no highlight. <laughs> But that's all, but that's what that's what I'm saying. Right. Like, you and know yo, I mean? off the top of my head, you know what the last the last like all star memory highlight I have? Okay, is when uh, it was like Trey Young and and Luca in the All Star game. Yeah, yeah. Where he like pulled from deep, and then and, and then, then they kind of like yeah. hugged each other. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that one's good. Like that that's it, good. man. That, but that's it's supposed to be it's supposed to be this, you know, like. Do you want do you want them going 100? All right, let me ask you this question. Okay. Let me play devil's advocate. They change the rules. They make it they make it where I don't know, you can't really incentivize can't, these yeah, guys with money cuz they're making 50 million dollars a year. So so here's this, right? You're a Mavericks fan. Yeah. You want Luka playing 100% and then God forbid he blows out an Achilles in the All-Star game? You're going to feel like an asshole, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. That's another reason why they're kind of... No kinda, one's contesting them at the cup. Yeah, oh yeah. No, no, no. You're, you're letting you're, them play. You're, you're letting them shoot. You're letting them land. You're letting them do these things. And again, this is what the game is. Anthony Edwards came out and said, yo, I'm going to shoot left-handed. And Sportsbooks took, took his props off the board. Because they're like, yo, bro, if he's going to be doing this shit, we can't have everyone taking his under because who knows what he's going to be. Because he had like a 16 and a half point total. <laughs> they took his props down. They took his props down because he came out. He's like, yo, th- what are your plans? Ant-Man, what are your plans for the All-Star game? I'm going to shoot lefty. <laughs> Immediately take it off the board. <laughs> so it's like, bro, they go out there, they debut their sneakers, right? Like a lot of guys put out their like sneaker editions. We talked about that. The sneakers were trash. Yeah, listen, man. The, the sneakers, oh. it's another thing, right? Like how many, I feel like sneakers kind of comparable to dunks. Not the dunk sneaker. No, no, dunks, no, 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 where no, no. Like, just How many more cool designs can you come up with, bro? And not every superstar deserves a sneaker. That too. And well, I, I mean, I don't know, but and if it ain't And if it ain't Nike, bro, I'm probably not, not interested. Not really messing with it either yeah. way. I, do you like uh, Anthony Edwards' shoe? I think that's one of the cooler ones of recent. Yeah, like it's it's because it's a different silhouette. Yeah, it looks different. It looks interesting. Right. 
it looks crazy, but right. at the same time, it's not so over the top where it's like, the heck is that? But here's the thing, though. Maybe it's because of, of my my addiction to sneakers and how I view sneakers. Anytime they debut a sneaker, I don't think of it as like a basketball shoe. I think of like, how can I wear this out? How can I rock it? And like, yeah, I'm thinking about it from a fashion standpoint. Most See, and that's the thing. Most of the shoes now, since they're so geared towards performance, they're not really rockable. Mm. You know what I mean? That's not really what it is. Yeah, no one's wearing like the Greek freak ones. Not as like fashion. Yeah, you'll wear them to play ball. To who? Yeah. Like Like, I had a pair of Kyrie's when I was playing basketball a couple years ago. But that's yeah, yeah. But I wasn't Shorts. wearing them to the bar. Yeah, it's it's just not the way that they make shoes now. It yeah. doesn't. You're give right. That it's for look. it's for the game and for performance. Yeah, so you're right on that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just not the same. But yeah, I mean, for me, I think the biggest thing in terms of the All Star Game, I feel like the NBA has to move away from the old generation. And the reason I say that is because the old generation and that, like, if you look at the West, the West had two players under like 25 and under. Mm. It was SGA, Anthony Edwards. Everyone else was like 28, 29 in their 30s. The entire Western Conference. Whereas the East, they had like nine I think nine Dame, Dame was the oldest. Yeah. Because they were trolling him. Like Tatum yeah. was like, yo, you're the old head now. And he's he, like, damn, like, bro, I'm only 34, but I'm the old head. But he's the, he was the oldest. Then, you know, Giannis 29. But yeah. like the majority of the guys are 26. All the way down to like, like Paolo is nineteen twenty. Yeah. So, like, it, they need to start, and, and that was one of the reasons I felt like the East blew them out, because those dudes were locking up, they were playing full-court defense, they were actually trying, and I feel like the generation that is finally moving out, this was a lost generation in terms of actually doing things to help the league. They, they didn't participate in the dunk contest, as you mentioned. Like, all those guys, out, Paul George participated one time when he was a rookie, you know, no Kawhi, no LeBron, no KD. All of those players, their their job. Every 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 generation before them, the players did it. Kobe did it. Vince Carter did it. Shoot, even Paul Pierce did it. Like you know, what I mean, like every player that was a big time player, they all they all did their part. Whereas this generation, they were the first ones where they were like, "Yeah, we ain't doing it." And so now you have a new generation of kids, and it's like. You gotta, you gotta start to push these kids because if they if they get to too many All Star games and they see this is how these dudes move, then they won't do it, and then it'll be a whole another generation of players that don't do the things that they need to do to help build the league and help keep pushing All Star Weekend forward. That's I've I've been to like nine All Star weekends. It's I haven't been in the last five six years, and that's one of the reasons because it's just not it's not that exciting anymore. That and then they kept messing with our seats. <laughs> I used to sit on the floor, no problem. And then, like, shoot, I like I got pictures on on my page now from like floor seats, rookie game, no problem. What up, girl? Like now, try to sit floor seat at the rookie game now. Like, man, like even the rookie game is crazy. But I mean, I was floor seats for the dunk contest. I'm moving John Legend out of the way. Yeah, Damn, crazy. yeah, look at crazy. You go. crazy. I, look, I, I I took a picture of John Legend and uh, Chrissy Teigen before they were married, before they were even uh, engaged. Wow. I got pictures of them. I was on an elevator one time with Chrissy Teigen. She's real nice. Yeah, she was dope. Yeah. She was dope. Me and my friend were going to this like audition for some show, and uh, she was in the elevator by herself, and we just like. My friend is like a ruthless one. He's like, "Yo, you're you're way prettier in person." She's like, "Oh, thank you." Like. Backhanded cop. <laughs> hey man, it worked. 
We started talking. We were hanging way, out. She's way like, prettier. We were person. young though too. We were like 21, 22. Okay, okay. I think. Yeah. <laughs> My idea, but it wouldn't work out because there's not enough of them. But like you do world versus USA. I said that earlier. I, I, were you watching the show? <laughs> I was not. No, I apologize. <laughs> but yo, that's the only way you can make it have some sort of bragging rights. Feel. Yeah, you could make it more intense. And like, look, you could have Jokic, Luka, SGA. Oh, oh, you mean that way. Okay, okay. But, Go ahead. but that's what I'm saying. Like, world versus the US, right? It's not doable because, so you got those three, and then you got Giannis. Like, you can't even complete a roster. Like, there's uh, sure. not enough all stars. All star level players, you don't think? Um, Wimby. Now, now you get the Wimbies in there. Yeah, but I'm saying, um, so like, what do you, what do you do, right? So this was the dilemma because I was thinking about it because I was on Twitter yesterday and people were complaining and I, I was being a troll. I was like, yeah, I think the All-Star game is great. Bet the over, bet the over. And people were like, yo, this is not the representative. I'm like, stop yeah. being a loser, bro. Just like, take it for what it is, right? But I was trying to come up with like a concept and I thought about world versus US. But the issue is if you have all these players that are All-Stars, not all of them are all-star caliber. All-star caliber that are international. So are we going to be inviting dudes that they're not all-stars, but we need to we need we gotta, seven we gotta, more we gotta fill it out. dudes that are international to match it up 12 v 12. Like that's where I think it would be an issue. Yeah. No. Right? And, and you got to remember like Embiid wasn't on here. You said Wemby. I think that's another one that like probably starting next year he'll yeah, be for sure. he'll be an all-star. And then that's really it, bro. You don't really have 15 caliber European and South American players or just international players in general. Yeah, Ricky Rubio's gone now. Um, yeah, I, well, so my, what I was looking to do, and it wasn't necessarily even necessarily an all-star weekend because I know the NBA keeps trying to build out different things over the course of the year and the calendar. Maybe doing a, a 12 versus 12, but the other 12 are the best 12 from the rest of the world. Not inside the NBA. So it could be the best person from Greece, the best person from this country, and actually pit them against each other. It, it would it, look even if we blew them out, it would still be competitive. I know that they will play hard. It wouldn't. It wouldn't look like how it's been looking. Um, and I think that's kind of the dilemma. Is but to your point, you know, because remember the rookie game used to do that. The rookie game for a few years was the 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 rookies that are from the U.S. versus the rookies that are from the world, and it, it was it was good. It was compelling. Definitely compelling, and it definitely gave um, a bigger uh, a bigger lens for the guys that were from overseas. Some of the names that are NBA All Star worthy that can be for the world team: okay. Jokic, Giannis, yeah. Embiid, even though he didn't play. Yeah, Luca. Yeah, Markinen. Yeah, yeah, Laurie. Yeah, that's that's up there. I mean, look, last year. Last year had a, a breakout year when he was with Utah, but played for Utah, so it was kind of forgotten. Um, Siakam. Mm-hmm. KP. Mm-hmm. Right? Bogdanovich, Rudy Gobert, Franz Wag uh, Wagner, Wagner. Yeah. OG, Josh Giddy. Like, this is what I'm saying, where now you're kind of reaching. Well, you're in the second tier. You're in the right. second tier. But the top tier is like... Some of the best in the league. All, all five stars of the MVP. eight best players in the league yeah. right now. All-stars MVPs. Right. So that's where I think it would be the issue is like 
are we inviting Josh Giddy and we got to tell Brunson to stay home just because we need... We don't have the numbers. We don't have the numbers. Yeah. And that's yeah. where it doesn't get fair because it's like, you're only an all-star because you're from France. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> it's not because you're an actual all-star. Yes. So that's why I think it would be an issue. I would love to see that at like the Olympics. That would be dope. Like mm. world versus US. Because like, I can't tell you how little interest I have in the Olympic Games. Really? Yeah, like I love the 100 meters. Yeah. And like, that's it. No 200 meters? I mean, like all the track and field, like oh, the sprints, okay, okay, okay. male and female. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Everything else, like it. it um, and especially when it comes to team sports, it's it's more surprise when the U.S. doesn't win yeah. than when they do. It's like, oh yeah, they're, they're, they're 25 point favorites against everyone. <laughs> it's true. You know? It's Maybe true. they'll be like a 15 point favorite against yeah. someone. Which is still minus twelve hundred on the money line. Good so it's God. like, don't what are we, touch it. What are we doing? What are we doing? You know. So I don't know, man. I think the All Star Game. You just got to take it for what it is, right? Like, how do you feel about the MLB All Star Game? It honestly, where they play, they play for home field and not anymore. Oh, not anymore. No, that's no, no, how no. out the loop I've been. Yeah, that's how little I care about baseball. Yeah, it's, been, it's probably been about four years. Has it really? Yes. Oops. But even that, I, even, I think I no, it's probably even been more because I feel like the, like one of the last times was actually when my Cubs won, and that was 2016. That was only a couple years, and then it was like, all right, this isn't right. <laughs> Too much is on the line. But I, but something like that, I feel like something like that would help the NBA, especially for the top tier guys, where it's like, hey, 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 we need to win. You know what I mean? Because we actually have a shot at this. Like if I'm the if I'm Jalen Jalen Brown and. And uh, Jason Tatum, and we're like, hey, we have a chance to go to the finals. We're going to lock in to actually really try to win this game. Now, what the rest of you guys do that might be on all star, all star from a team that's trash, doesn't really matter to me. But me and him, we going to work because mm. we we actually have some skin in the game because we get here now. We got home field, well, home court, totally different call, you know, totally different ball game. Yeah, 2017 was the first year that they abandoned those rules. So I thought, yeah, I thought yeah. I thought mine was the last one. The Cubs won in 16. 16. Yeah, yeah, so that was the last I one. I thought I thought that was the last one. But yeah. even that one was kind of silly too, because it's like, imagine I win 110 games and I'm the Dodgers, and I don't get home field in the World Series. Yeah, because some loser on like the fucking Kansas City Royals hit a three run home run <laughs> and they won 60 games. Yeah, right? like, yeah, like yeah. that's that was pretty stupid too. Yeah, you know. <laughs> And then, I don't know, like the teams that were, oh shit, we might have a chance at the World Series. Maybe they would be more incentivized to play well. But yeah. if you're on the Royals, like maybe I'm, you get traded after the break or I'm something. Just but here. You're just here. Yeah. And then it takes away because now it's like important. You know, come eighth inning, the dude on the Yankees is like, better not strike out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we're down two. I'm going to need home field, you know? So I, I don't know, man. I think, I think it's, you got to take things for what it is. Yeah. It's an all star game. It's a, it's a, not even a pickup game. Pickup games are more intense. Heck yeah. But it's basically just a showcase of the best players in the league going out there and having fun and putting on a show. I want to see dudes pull from 40 feet. Yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. That's cool. And, and, and honestly, when you go back and forth, like say you hit a bucket on me and then I come right back at you and then I shoot. Yeah. I hit it. Then you get the ball, you do it again. And we do that a couple of times. That's exciting, but we ain't doing dribble pin downs to to kick out three after three after three, and it's like I want to see dunks, I want to see oops, yeah, I'd love to see someone fall. Like, yeah, you know I mean, it, that element of it is missing. 
Um, but but honestly, to your point, not just MLB. You know, NHL has a has a you know All Star Weekend issue. Um, obviously, football with the Pro Bowl has has an issue. Um, I, I and, think. And, all right, so I'm glad you mentioned the Pro Bowl because I forgot about it. That's how disinterested I am in that yeah. as well. I watch no All Star games except for the NBA All Star game because it's a financial investment. It's also for my time. It's a moneymaker. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> legit. I'm telling you, just bet the over every year until you see the over under be 400. Yeah. Then we're like, yeah, I don't know if I feel the same way. <laughs> and I probably still would bet the over if teams are shooting 183s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's know, a pretty like, solid shot in this. Yeah, if they make 40% of them. We're, get, we're getting close. We're getting close. Getting close to our number. <laughs> so when the where it should be is like 400. Or or honestly, like 190. Not, not, not 190, but like, like 390, somewhere yeah, in there. Yeah, it needs to if be If it was pushing, like there... It needs to be pushing, yeah, four hundred, yeah, for you to, yeah, really start to have have calls. a conversation. And be like, oh, maybe, maybe we need to <laughs> backtrack a little bit. But besides that, anything under like three seventy, yeah, we're going over, bro. <laughs> we are going over. But with the Pro Bowl, right? Yeah, and we'll wrap this conversation on that. Then we'll do Patreon and move into some other stuff with the Pro Bowl. They've tried to make changes. And I get it. With football, it's completely different because it's a contact sport. It's a collision sport. There, I understand it. You're trying to make the game safer. Last thing you want is a dude to get, you know, concussed in the Pro Bowl. But they've done so many changes to it where, like, now it's almost laughable to even tune in and watch. Yeah. Like, it's not fun at all, at all. Like, why would you even consider this something worth watching? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I would not even... I would watch it, like you say, laughable. I would watch it literally just to see the hilarity of how stupid this looks. Right. Like, or honestly, just to see, you know, interviews with them talking to the players. Like, that right, right, would right. be compelling versus what's actually going and on. That, and that's another thing that I love that you bring that up because a lot of All-Star Weekend is the Jason Tatum interview in between him playing and being on the bench. Yeah. And then them talking to Brunson and then talking to all these guys. And you get to see them Put their guard down because it's all-star. You're not asking about like, oh, man, when when they switch at the high pick and roll. It's like, nah, bro, we're having fun. Like, yeah. Indy was dope, but it was super cold, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, shit like yeah. that. Yeah. And that's what I think all-star weekend is, dude. Like, it's supposed to be fun. It's not It's not for us to see intense basketball. Hell, we don't see intense basketball. We probably see 10 intense basketball games a year. a year in the regular season. Like, the last dope game, bro, was the Warriors and Suns a couple weeks ago. It was like the Saturday night game. Yeah. That was dope. Came down to the last possession. Steph hit that shot. KD was like, oh, bro, this is... Like, he did that shit again. And <laughs> yeah, then KD yeah. comes out and he says he's top five all time. And that sparks the conversation. But besides that, the players don't care about the regular season. You think they're going to care about the All-Star game? It's sad, man. That's where, to me, it's, it's like, yo, you got to just let things be. Stop trying to change everything. And just let it be. We just know what greatness used to be. It's sad. It's a sad, sad day. But we'll move on. Yeah, different times, man. Different times. All right, let's do some Patreon real quick. Uh, We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Shout out to the members of the Patreon. Remember, we're giving away the football helmet for the month of February. It is February 19th. You have until the end of the month. I believe it's a leap year, right? We have 29. Yeah, yeah 29 yeah, this so year. So you have an extra day this year. to pledge to the Patreon to win the Super Bowl 58 helmet giveaway. Patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum. As you can see here on the screen, if you're watching this on YouTube or if you're watching it via social clips, we have a $1, 5 and $10 tier. The $1 tier, you just donate a dollar. Hell, you won't even see it on your statements, honestly. I think it's like 30, it's like three cents a day. Support the show. You are a legend if you do so. $5 tier, you get access to the betting picks. Boy, did we crush UFC this week, Josh. We'll get to that in just a little bit. Get access to the Discord. $10 tier, you need to be in the $10 tier or higher to be in the monthly giveaway. We've given away UFC pay-per-views. We've given away video games. We've given, we're giving away a helmet now. Um, and fun fact, uh, one person won the giveaway for like UFC 272. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey man, I'm not a UFC fan. I'm not going to buy the pay-per-view, but uh, I'm going to use the 80 bucks to get beers. And I'm like, you know what? I love it. <laughs> Whatever you want to do with the money value, of the giveaway, that's on you, man. We've given away sneakers too. So I'm going to try to give back as much as we can. So the Super Bowl helmet in the $10 tier or higher. And every month there's a giveaway. $20 tier is roll call and discount on the merch store. And while we're here, big ups to Daniel Gibson, Mahul Patel, Abel Rezin, Ben Coetzean, Christopher Velasquez, Derek Platees, Dylan Chadwick, Jerry Shapiro, Jordan Riley, Mike Stevens, Mike Wozniak, Nick Crummich. And Thomas Robinson, thank you all for your contributions to the Patreon. And we got a shout out to Daniel Gibson, a shout out to Christopher Velasquez, Derek Plates, and to Nick Chavez. All time have passed the $1,000 mark in donating to the Patreon. Thank you all for the support. Patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum. Okay, Josh. I want to talk about Taylor Swift. Okay. And the reason why I want to talk about Taylor Swift is because, unfortunately, last week at the Kansas City Chiefs parade, there was a shooting. I believe 22 people were shot, shot, injured. One person passed away. One died. The person that passed away, they set up a GoFundMe. Taylor Swift donated $100,000 to the GoFundMe. Amazing gesture by her. If you go in the comments, the comments are like, that's it. Your net worth is this. You should have given more. That, I don't get, you see me on social, you see me outside the studio, you see me like, I'm very playful. I I can't think of things that get me angry or riled up. I really can't. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm super laid back, bro. I try to avoid conflict at all times. This is one of the things that pisses me off the most. Yeah. Like the audacity. Someone gave $100,000 and 
And you're like fucking Googling their net worth. And you're like, oh yeah, that's only 1% of you. How much you give, bro? Yeah. How much did you give? Yeah. And in general, like Pete Alonzo on the Mets, he comes out and he says, because he's, he's big into animal rescues. Okay. And he said, for every home run I'm going to hit this year, I'm going to donate $1,000 to animal rescue. Nice. Nice. Awesome gesture. It's not enough. That's what the comments are saying. That's why I always say like, yo, it's never good enough. No matter what you want to do, no matter how kind the gesture, it's not good enough. I think some billionaire, might have been Elon Musk or like Jeff Bezos. And I know they're kind of polarizing figures right now and not everyone's fans of them. But they donated like $100 million one time to something. Yeah. And people were like, it's only 1% of your net worth. It's like, bro, $100 million. How, how much am I supposed to donate? Like, that's the, like, when someone says something, you know, like you said, as audacious as that, like, first off, why are you checking? Why are you counting my money? Pocket watching. Shout out to Cam. He always talks about this. Yeah, like like that's that's rule one is like you're not supposed to count someone else's money. That's that's the first part. The second part though is like, and listen, I, I could choose to give. I could choose not to give. Like Jordan, so many years didn't do anything in terms of like promoting what he gave, and a lot of it I'm sure was probably for reasons like this. It would always come off like he didn't do anything, but Jordan was daggone building stuff and doing things and. And, you know, now he he's built a hospital and, oh, that's not enough. It's never, like you said, it's never enough. It's never enough for people. Bro. I didn't realize that's what, that's what had happened. That's, that's tragic because she wasn't even there. Remember, she had gone back on her tour. So she donated just because she's been a part of the Kansas City family for the past six, seven months. And, you know what I mean? And so she, she kicked in. But that's, yeah, that's sad. That's crazy. And I think also staying on this topic of her... The, the hate that she's received has been ridiculous, too. Like, oh, they keep showing her on TV. And first of all, she is an icon. Yeah. She's one of the most popular people on the planet. Yeah. You can see They're going to show her. <laughs> like, she's going to the biggest sport in the country. Right? Like, it's America's game. That's why NFL Network has a documentary called... America's game where they highlight the Super Bowl winner. Mm -hmm. Great series. They always take like the head coach and like two or three star players, right? It's called America's game for a reason. No other sport stops traffic, ratings. It's the highest rated program on like eight different networks. Like it's been the high, like the last, I'd say 15 years have all of the highest rated yeah. programs for the last if, like If you look at years. the, the, the yeah. Nielsen ratings, yes. like every year, the top 50 I think like 43 are NFL things. And if there's a presidential debate, that's that's in there. Yeah. That's it. But, and that's that, it. That'll and, be the and, only and thing that, that cracks yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's really it. And that's then maybe like years. <laughs> And maybe like an NBA finals if if it's like Curry and LeBron. May, and that's maybe. And that's and But that's I'm talking maybe. about like, bro, the NFL draft gets like 20 million people watching. Yeah. So it's the number one sport in the, in the country, right? And this girl, Taylor Swift, is a rock star, megastar, self-made too, right? Like she did it on her own, kind of like in the mu music and her artistry. And the slander that she gets for being on TV, dude, even at the Golden Globes, like uh, Joy Coe, the comedian, yeah, yeah. like took shots at her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like everyone's did. taking shots at her. And it's like, bro, do you know that she, she was at six NFL games this year? That's it? Yeah. Listen to this. AFC title game, 32 seconds of airtime. This, this is a three and a half hour uh, program now. Yeah. So 32 yeah. seconds, right? 
Chiefs Bills, 24 seconds. Chiefs Dolphins, sorry, minute 16. Right? Okay, that's it's a little bit. It's a little bit of airtime. A little bit of airtime. Especially for a non Chiefs part. Chiefs Bengals, 12 seconds. Shown on TV three times. Chiefs Raiders, shown on TV three times, 14 seconds. The Super Bowl, ready for this one? Mm. Outrageous. 32 seconds of screen time. I well. I guess to your so the NFL you, is a business, is it not? Yes. Okay. Yes, and that's that's what you're that's what you're. Getting. Uh, no shit. Do you know that the show Veterans Minimum uh, on a way lesser scale has done the best it's ever done in three months? And do you know that every bio or YouTube video or any social clip that has Taylor Swift in it because we talked about Taylor Swift often throughout yeah. this best shows that we've done. Is ratings, bro. That's what it clicks, right? In the NBA, Knicks get clicks. That's the thing. You talk about the Knicks, you talk about the Cowboys, people are going to tune in. You talk about this this lady, they're going to tune in, bro. She's a rock star. Yeah. She's legit the number one, like, uh, I'm not a music buff, but she's like the number one streamed woman in the all, world. All I know is she just claimed all the awards. Like, yeah, everything. I was like, dang, up. she got that? And, 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 she got that? And she's dating one of the more popular, best, and media savvy yeah. athletes. Fa- facial recognition. Yeah, like he's a popular dude. Yeah, like, listen, Travis Kelsey, outside of m- most quarterbacks, facial recognition. And most of the time oh, in the NFL... Oh, bro, I think, he's a top, I think he's a top 10, top five. I mean, now different. But I'm saying even prior to all this, he was one of the faces of the league, yes. despite not being a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. One of the few, because there's only yeah. a few guys in the league that you literally, he can walk into a room and be like, that's Travis Kelsey. Right. NFL, that's not that league. That's not the case. It's not the case. Yeah. Like a lot of those guys, they can blend in a lot because you don't know their face. Right, because they're wearing helmets. That's always been the knock on them. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I don't know, man. It was something that, and it kind of tied into like how angry I get when I hear these conversations. Like, bro. With the pocket watching, it's crazy, man. And then also, like, the audacity to tell someone that you donated all that money. And in general, it's not, this is just like, because it was Taylor Swift and the incident that happened, and I saw the the heat that she was getting. I was going through all these, like, different Instagram posts of, like, people being like, that's it, LOL. Bro, and the LOL thing, just say what you want to say. Don't fucking LOL me at the end. When you send me a text and you're being a little critical of me or, like, you're, you know, you're kind of bashing me in one way. Don't drop the yellow. Just say what you want to say. Be a man. And, and hit send. Yeah, hit send, bro. <laughs> hit send. Dude, that was pretty shitty what you did back there, LOL. <laughs> no, that was pretty shitty what you did back there. That's it. Don't don't LOL me, bro. Drop yeah. the mic. Drop yeah. the mic and, and, and let it say be. Say what you want to say. Stop being weird. Stop <laughs> stop hiding behind the keyboard and just say what you want to say, bro. LOL. And that, and, that really, and that really upset me, man, just in general when I see that, like, Someone donates all this money or someone goes and, you know, you'll see, you'll see this happen too, where uh, Marshawn Lynch for Thanksgiving goes back to his hood in, in, in California and he gives to 50 families. He feeds them. Why only 50? One out of hundred. Yeah. God, bro. Dude. And I think with Taylor Swift, it all stems from like her being shown on TV for what a combined what did you say? Minutes. Less than three minutes yeah. <laughs> for the whole season. Three minutes. Yeah. Come on, dude. I I, I it's guess just the, ridiculous. The man. only the only pushback I guess I can give on on the airtime was just like, 
you know, listen, we we know they're dating. You know what I mean? And it was it was just the the consistency of it. But that is interesting that it was that that low. Yeah. But just the just the consistency, because it wasn't ever like, let's interview Taylor, let's get her thoughts on the game, let's actually talk to her about football, because she probably didn't know much, but we don't know whether she does or doesn't. You know what I mean? She she's dating somebody, so obviously she's picked up more, but we never really got that. So it wasn't like we ever really got more out of her outside of just flash to Taylor. There she is. Okay, what's she doing in the booth? She just she on her phone. Oh, okay, let's cut back to the field. Like it wasn't really like they were really doing anything. There was no. They kind of were abusing her and just just riding in on her coattails. Mm. Hashtag Taylor Swift. That's basically what they were doing. So that to me was the annoying part of it. But she had nothing to do with yeah. it. Yeah, she was just living her life in a suite. And dude, what about the NFL? They probably never had an experience like that where they had that big of a name show up to their games. Uh, I mean, Giselle, but not Giselle. Giselle was big on another way. And then also with Tom Brady and, you know, all of that. But also, also, yeah, Giselle's a good name. Giselle's a good point. But like, Taylor is in the soup, like the social media era. Yeah, 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 Where yeah, like yeah, Giselle yeah. was, like social media didn't really get popping, popping until no. like 2012. At that point, the the Patriots were already, you know, yeah. they were about to go into their little down period for a moment. Right. So yeah, thousand percent. So she's, she's like a rock star in social media. And then yeah. the coverage for everything is completely different, man. Like I'll never forget when, um, when The Last Dance came out and everyone was talking about Jordan goes to Atlantic City and, you know, there were no cameras, no pictures. Like, bro, you imagine now? Yeah. Dude. That's Michael Jordan over there. Yeah. Like, imme- yo, any celebrity that you see immediately, people just take out their phones right away. You'd be surprised, though, because we don't really get a lot of glimpses of Michael, even to this day. So I don't know. He might move different a lot of times. Like, really think about it. Like, how often do you actually see a clip of Jordan doing it? Right. Jordan, like the Jordan, yeah, he was in Greece couple years ago and they played the the theme yeah, song yeah, 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 at like yeah. one of the bars in Mykonos that's right, and like that's right. that was like the the last you're right though but he's protected too like I'm yeah, sure he, he has he's his, got a he's got a theme. solid bubble but, I, but I'm telling you just in general bro like I see this shit all the time because we've had a lot of people come into the studio from like Mike Tyson to Dana White and you know like actors celebs immediately when people see them the first thing they do is they take out the phone and imagine like with the last dance that is something that Dennis Rodman wouldn't have been able to just fly back to Vegas. No, not not and do what he did. Yeah. Definitely not that, for sure. So it's different sure. coverage now. Yeah. And who knows if your career is probably different if you're acting that way. Now, yeah. with social media, if that was there back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Tom Brady used to say he used to fly back to California because he was dating the actress early That's on right, Bridget, when he was on the Bridget Pats. Because they were talking about um, when the Giants had the infamous boat picture, it's worse and worse every single time. Man. The, the, every time the, I think of the fishnet uh, yeah. shirt is the worst. The Timberlands part. on a boat, mm-hmm. all shirtless. Shout out to the Giants. <clears throat> but he was he was kind of defending them, saying like, "Yeah, I used to travel when I was a rookie. My first couple of years until they ended up breaking up. He's like, when I got word that we weren't back until Wednesday, I would leave Monday morning, go to California, and then I would come back before practice." Yeah. He's like, I was doing that often, but we had no coverage like we do now. The um, <laughs> should I give you this story? Yeah, I'll give I'll give you the Cliff Notes version. Come so on, let's, uh, go, let's go crazy. So, so one of my ex girlfriends that uh, 
since as a baby's father that uh, is a member of your giant's oh, best friends. Oh, I think we went over this before. Yeah, yeah. Well, so remember when the, you this name was, dropped and I didn't even edit yeah, it out. Yeah, this was this left was, it in. <laughs> so so remember, um, this was back in the 2011 time period. So this is when you guys were still very good. Yeah, yeah, competing yeah. for championships. So every time that the Giants won, Tom Coughlin wouldn't have them back until Wednesday. Mm. And so after every win, like the majority of your team would go to Atlantic City for the weekend, like for those two days, they would just go. And, um, and so, yeah, that's, that's actually a very normal thing it's in football. Now, the NBA, you don't have that kind of, that kind of time. Um, the only time dudes in the league really do it is if you have a day off in between cities. Like you didn't have to, you didn't play and then had to fly right out. Sometimes that's why you'll see like players get into fights in other city randomly. And it's like, why are those teams at the same time? They, well, this team played, this team is coming to play and we had beef on the way out basically. Um, but it's, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's a different time. Definitely a different time. Can't get away with as much. Um, but I, I do think that certain guys do insulate themselves, like you said. Because, um, yeah, you still to this day, you never cut Jordan on camera on TMZ like, Michael Jordan curses out so-and-so. Don't happen. We're, we don't got that footage. So, yeah. you know what I mean? So, I still think certain guys, even in this era, know how to move in it. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. How do you feel about people that say, I complain about donations. Oh, the no, that's that's terrible. Before because, we put a bow on this conversation, yeah, no, no, it's it's wrong because most of us don't give to anything ever, and definitely not real money. Like, oh, I gave a hundred dollars. That's a solid. That's a solid amount of money. Now, a hundred thousand is it a lot to her? Probably not. But to that family, they she paid for the funeral. She, and some. She paid. She paid for some things for them. Um, you know what I mean? And they're getting other donations as well. So it's like, if any, think about this. If, if she got one of her friends to match her, like you don't even look at it that way. Like, oh, I'll donate a hundred, but then I'm gonna get Nick to donate a hundred because Nick's got it too. So now we've doubled it. Now it's 200. Mm. You know what I mean? Like things like that, but things, but when people jump out there and they start bashing people, it's like, no, I'm good. I ain't gonna do no more because I'm not gonna be right either way. You know what I mean? So like, it's 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 unfortunate. The the whole just the world is very it's a very cynical place and people always have to be right. So yeah. Yeah, they, they rather I read this quote one time and it was like men especially rather be right than get it right. Yeah. I feel like that's a very accurate valid. Yeah. Super. <laughs> very much. And shit, ever since I read that, bro, I always think about that like when I'm in a dispute, an argument, a conversation, I was like, man, I'd rather, I'd rather get it right than be right. You know, try not to do wrong. Yeah. Have I been a dick before? Yeah, I'm sure. Definitely sure. Like, it's never my intentions. I'm usually pretty laid back, chill. I'm not married to my ideas. That's it. I think, I don't take I think myself is, too seriously. Yeah, and I think that kind of ties into a lot of things, man. Yeah. Entrepreneur, we have to, we can't be. You got to be willing to, to shift and, and, yeah. And and move off of your own thought process sometimes. I want to wrap with UFC over the weekend. Yes, sir. There's a new champ at 145. Oof, did not see that one. You didn't see that coming? 
This guy don't listen to me, bro. No, well, uh, I'll say this. I'll say this. I um the, the future one, champ for like you have called no you've called yeah, that for yeah, a while yeah, yeah. you did call he, that he was he was the one that was gonna get Volk at one forty five you you did call that I um I guess the only thing that I would say was um Volk taking those losses to Islam changed everything yeah because if I mean the first one was fine you know like okay because he didn't get violently could, knocked out not knocked out and also like was in the fight right. Had Islam in trouble, you know what I mean? Like, all that. The second one, you take it on short notice, you get knocked out, you know what I mean? You come back, you have your other fight, you you get Yair out of there. Um, now we're back, you know, still on on schedule. Yair was before that. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yes, it was. It was It was after Islam. Yeah. Um, the first one. But, but you're starting to, you know, I, I did feel like, I, I will say, the pressure that Tapora was putting on like, cause like Volk was hitting him and he was just still like this. And I was like, I don't know. I'm like something's going to have to happen to kind of shake this up a little bit. I was talking to Jamal and Jamal was saying that like the best, uh, the best strategy he really could have had, Volk could have had, was chopping that lead leg just to shreds for two rounds. And then in the third round, really start to see where he's at. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. He didn't do that. He kind of tried to be himself, and or it was, yeah. He wasn't. He wasn't for it. Well, that 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 was a big part of the handicap and what a lot of people were talking about because Taboria had never been in a five round fight in the yeah. UFC, so it was his first main event. And look, man, I think it. I think that style, and the reason why I like Taboria and why I like fighters like that is I want you to be a complete fighter everywhere. Yeah, I don't want you to just be a 19-time Muay Thai champ, world champion, but you're an orange belt in jiu-jitsu. Yeah. You know, like, I, I don't like that shit. Yeah. I need you to be, I'd rather you be, I talk about this shit all the time, B plus everywhere. Yeah. Instead of A plus, C minus, <laughs> B, and then like a D. <laughs> you know, like I'd rather you be straight. And that's what I always look for when I talk about, yo, that's a future champ. That sounded like Ronda Rousey that you were just describing. <laughs> There's a lot of people like that. Yeah, but like, yeah. where I'm an A+, if you keep yeah. me right here, you're in trouble. Yeah. But everywhere but look, else... man, there are, there are exceptions that they're A-pluses at that one thing and you still can't do nothing about it. Because they're that good at that they're one that thing. They're that good at that one yeah. thing. Like Habib with his wrestling. Yeah. It was that good that all that other shit didn't really matter because he just would take you to deep waters and suffocate you. Yeah. But a guy like Taporia... And one of the reasons why I liked him so much is because cardio is amazing. Um, I, I stand corrected. He was in a five-round fight against Josh Emmett. Oh, okay. Because I remember he 50-42 Josh Emmett. <laughs> and that was really impressive because Josh Emmett, like his career has been, he's fought the cream of the crop and he just knocked out Bryce Mitchell. Yeah. Like that, that win has aged amazingly for Taporia. But Taporia was the one, man. And I think one of the reasons why he was just staying in the pocket and just eating everything is he's undefeated. He still has that aura of confidence and invincibility. Yeah. He hasn't been checked, like chin checked. And also, until the chin goes, like some guys, they're built off that. And I'm not saying that his whole makeup is toughness, which is my biggest pet peeve when people describe fighters to me. Oh, he's tough. Like, yeah, no shit, bro. I think every fighter, that's like a standard. <laughs> Like, if your best attribute or you lead 
a conversation with me and I'm like, yo, what kind of fighter is he? He's tough. Oh, he's tough. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Tell me like, dude, he has like the dude, uh, Danny Barlow that fought. Mm. Left hand of God. That's his nickname. Yeah, yeah. That left hand was fucking, he fought on like the prelims. That dude is going to be a problem at 170, yeah. right? Like he has that one thing that's not toughness. And mm. yeah, he is tough. I'm saying tough is like a standard for all fighters. Yes. You get, you choose as a profession to be locked in a cage. You're a tough son of a bitch. Yeah, Male percent. or female. Thousand percent. Yeah. I don't want to do that shit. I'm good. Let me stick yeah. to my jujitsu three times a week, four times a week. Couple submissions, you know? <laughs> shit, I fucking get Charlie horse and I feel like I got to take a round out. You want me to get punched in the face? I ain't doing that, Repeatedly? Bro. Yeah, like I'm good on that. <laughs> Not man. once, I'm, just... I'm good on that. <laughs> and dude, with Taporia, the reason why I said future champ, and it's no knock to Volk. I just think that Volk, now, the last 23 fights that have featured a fighter that's a champion in a championship fight, 35 or older, at 170 or less, they're one in 23 in those last 24 fights. Whoa. Because you know this as a fight fan, bro. The heavier you are, the longer your career could last. Yes. Like how many guys have won titles? 37, 38, 40, DC, right? Uh, Stipe. Uh, Stipe, um, Glover. Glover also, yeah. right? Yeah. Like when you're in the heavier weight classes, that's why like your career doesn't really end until you're until like 38, 39. And until sometimes, you end it. yeah, until you call it quits for like the younger, the, the the younger, not the younger, sorry, the lighter the weight classes. It's like, oh, yo, he's 33. He's like an NFL running back. He's like, they're out, bro. Like, you need him out. And Volk is coming off a violent knockout, got head kicked, quick, quick turnaround. And then he fights Taporia. The fight played out exactly how I thought. I thought the favorites in the UFC up until Taporia were 11 and 0. So all the favorites won. Taporia was the only underdog to cash. And in my perspective, shouldn't have been the underdog. But it's Volk at 145. It's the championship aura. It's the championship resume. And Taporia is, he's, he's, he's going to be around a lot, man. And uh, I love to fight doesn't go to distance. Puts him out in the second round. I like Taporia on the money line at plus 110, plus 115. And he's, you're not going to see a plus number on his name moving forward. Not for a very, very long time. You're not. <laughs> and that that's a guy that I coined future champ a couple of years ago. You did. No, no. Um, you, you have said that. There's yes. another guy coming up on a pay-per-view very soon in two weeks. Benoit Saint-Denis. Okay. The yep. Frenchman. Yep. He's yeah, fighting no, he's... Dustin Poirier in a co-main. That's going to be very telling because this is a massive step up for him. Massive step up for him. Because he hasn't fought nobody like Dustin. And Dustin is not a gatekeeper-ish, but I think he's at that point. He's at that point now. He's at yeah. that point where it's like, I don't know what how is many he, more. he, 3 in title fights? Something like that. Something like that. Lost to Charles. Lost to Habib. Yep. And then, I mean, Gaethje was a BMF, but that was a number one contender. Yeah, yeah. But he's 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 at that point now where it's like, I don't know how many opportunities he's going to get for another title. Right. But you got to pay him every time he fights. Right. So it's like, he's that guy that says, are you that guy or are you going to go back down? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's gonna be that's gonna be a good fight as well. That's gonna be definitely a good fight. Yeah, I'm trying to go to Miami for that. It's my birthday weekend. Mm. And anything Miami is always uh, it's always yeah always a positive yeah. positive time. Shit, you ain't kidding, man. Shout out to the 305. Shout out to A Street. <laughs> you know, you know. Um, your boy though is fighting UFC 300. Yeah, yeah. Yo, yeah. Be honest with me, since it came out already, did you know this? 
He didn't know. Oh, oh shit. Jamal didn't know. Wow. Yeah, no, no, no. No, this this was a surprise. Wow. They, I mean, listen, but when I, I so when I was, I talked to him earlier today, um, even though he didn't know, we all knew that this was the next fight to make. Like this was a fight that was gonna happen. It was where they placed it. Um, you know, he's he's doing well, his his rehab has gone well, and he's he's been back working out and you know, and and back at it. I won't give up too much of his information. No, no, but, no, uh, no, no. I wouldn't but, want you to. But he's, he's, he's. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's. I, I wanted, like, selfishly for me, I wanted to put it into the summer. Right. That's for me. But what this means for him, and this is what I said to him, what this means for him and his brand, and um, you know, this like the UFC, because the, the biggest thing that's always been my issue, um, and I will say my issue, I won't be putting anybody out there. The UFC doesn't promote, um. <sighs> the UFC doesn't really promote black fighters well, um, especially like American black fighters. They'll promote Africans. They'll promote, you know, uh, Israel and guys from around the world. But black fighters, they don't do a great job. They'll promote you for a minute. Yeah, I mean, you might get a little bit of buzz. But in terms of the real push, like you've never seen a Patty Pimblet push behind a black fighter. Not really. You really think about it. You know what I'm saying? And like, and, and the sad part is like, they would rather push a dude that we all got to remember and try to figure out how to say their name who can't give you any kind of interview mm. versus a guy that, you know, went through the same struggles or because UFC, I swear, they have some of the saddest stories. I swear, anytime they, I go to contender series, it's like, break out the tissues. Like, because <laughs> they're going to tell a sad story for each of these guys. So every fighter has their own story. There's been very few Guys, even Ode, I mean, Ode, you know, he was a substitute teacher, great guy, but like, you know, had to leave Jamaica because of things with the family and like all that kind of stuff. Like each of these guys has their own story. Um, so it's not like, oh, his story was better than this story. Like they all have a story. It's whether or not you choose to shine light on it and push it, whatever. But, um, you know, for Jamal, for him to be the main event of 300, and for the push that they're going to do simply because it is that, it is 300, it is the 30th anniversary of the UFC, all of those things colliding, um, it's, it's, a, it's a huge day for him, a huge day for his family, and I'm really, really excited for him. Hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah. I feel like you'll be at that, right? Oh, oh, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will. I will be there. Love it, man. Yeah, tough, tough fight for sure. Um, you already got the storyline built in when… He beat Pereira. No, sorry. Uh, when he beat Glover. Glover. And they had the stare down. So yeah. you know that's going to circulate a lot. But yeah, man. 300 is that's a monumental event. They've been talking about this shit for a while. And, you know, they went crazy for 200. Yeah. I wasn't a fan around 100. So I can't really recall what UFC 100 was. But 200, like they brought back Brock Lesnar. And that was a whole big fiasco. And, and the fallout from that, you know, what happened, happened. But, like, it's always, it's always a marquee. Yeah. When you have the number like that. So, yeah, it's going to be exciting, man. And they're probably going to pack out that card. That card is already loaded because that card, I think, has 14 or 15 former champions on it. Wow. wow. So, it's, it's pretty stacked, man. Look, this past pay-per-view, this next one in Miami, holy shit. That Miami card, 299. We're going to have a dedicated episode to that because that shit is from, from just the fights. Like, bro, Peter Yan might be like the third fight of the night. 
<laughs> like, say that out. Say that out loud. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah This yeah. is like, dude. The, let me just read you a couple before we wrap up, because you're not gonna believe this, bro. I don't know. Have you seen this card? No, I'm gonna I'm pull it up. I'm gonna oh, pull it up bro, myself. Check this out. So it's headlined by O'Malley and Vera. You got Dustin yeah. versus BSD. You got Venom Page making his debut from Bellator against Kevin Holland. You got okay. Gilbert Burns against Jack Della Maddalena. That's you got, a good fight. You got Peter Yang Song Yedong as the the opener for the pay per view. So I was bugging out, but yeah, no. Check no. this out: Curtis Blades versus Almeida is the feature prelim. Oh, that's a really good one. You got Gamrot yeah. versus RDA. You got Pedro Munoz versus Kyler Phillips as the featured prelim. Not not gonna talk about my girl Macy Barber. Macy was down with an injury. Macy, yeah, so I got, yeah. I, got a, I actually against gotta hit Shukagian, her up. Yeah, yeah, against that's, Caitlin. That's gonna be interesting. I mean, that's a title eliminator, also. Yeah. And then uh, you know, shots to Syndicate MMA. You got Joanne Wood. That's her, that's gonna be her last fight. Mm. You know, and she's opening up the card. Like this is Michelle Pereira. Yeah. Oliechek. Like that's gonna be just That's a lot. That is yeah, a lot. It's You're a right. That is out, a lot. It's a packed out card, man. Like, is this is this is one I have to be in attendance for, and and I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna book my flight within the next couple hours. Dang, yeah, that's no, that's a that's a good one. I, and then um, you have 300 after. I'm gonna see if I can get Macy on the show. I didn't realize that. That's uh, that when is that? That's in in March. It's in uh, three weeks. It's the ninth. March 9th is the card. My birthday is the 11th. Okay, so that's another reason why I want to go to Miami. Okay, celebrate my birthday in the 305. The only other place I would live in besides Vegas. Miami, uh, Miami. I, for the, for many many years, that was where I wanted to move. Yeah, this was before I moved to Vegas, though. Yeah, like now I don't want to leave Vegas. You wouldn't you wouldn't trade Miami for Vegas? Oh boy, I I love I love Las Vegas, dude. Really and do. it was yeah, it was crazy, man. The sorry for the visual, but the stimulation I get when I land in Vegas, I see the strip. And then I walk out and I see the Las Vegas sign. Oh, who needs Bluetooth, bro? That that over that, over over the the crystal clear waters. Yeah. Ooh. Give me Vegas, bro. Man, I listen. started a new life out here, man. And like everyone, everyone that I interact with on a daily basis is dope as hell. The places I go to are awesome. Uh, a lot of people come to visit because it's not it's not Boise. No, no, no. Right? It's we're, not. It's not the the the, the Dakotas. We're, we're not in Lubbock. I'll yeah, tell you that. it's a it's a dope place. Like people are coming here more and more now. You know, yeah. now I've been out here for about a year and a half, and you know, I've gotten situated in a couple of places, and things are going great, man. And prior to coming here, I would say, yo, Vegas and Miami are the only two places I would move to. Yeah, and that's because I would vacation there more than anything. Yeah. But now it's like, nah, I'm not leaving Vegas, bro. Yeah, Miami for many, many years, it was when I used to live in condos and apartments. Mm. And as an adult, when it's like, hold on, I need to buy a house. I just, that's the only reason why I stopped, I kind of moved off of Miami because I was like, I'm not going to be holding on to my house like the three little pigs every time a hurricane pops. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the, like when it was a condo, no problem. I know right. the condo is not going to get blown down. But when it's a house… Yeah. I wasn't a fan. <laughs> Shit, that's a whole nother thing you got to worry about, bro. Yeah, thousand percent. But yeah. Dude, this was a fun episode, man. Thanks for coming on. Of course, always. It was good to see you. It was good to chat. Good All-Star game. Very good All-Star game. <laughs>
<laughs> Financially, one of the best All Star games of all time. Obviously. Oh, that's good. That's so, good. That's great. Yeah, you always, you always, you always got him. Anyway, Josh, where can they find you? Uh, the American Fan Three Six Five on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Please make sure to DM me because it is about to be time for another edition of the March Madness Jersey Tournament. So please DM me. DM me if you're interested. We're going to start putting that together over the next couple of weeks. Uh, I won't be so behind. Last year was like just a random thought. And then all of a sudden I had a 64-team bracket of people with jerseys. So, um, so yeah, so get in early. Uh, last year's champ was uh, Charles Barkley, 93-94 Phoenix Suns. Uh, the Rising Sun jersey is the one that uh, that took home the uh, the jersey. So the winner of the competition gets their jersey that they that they select. So um, no nothing to enter. Yeah, you know I mean, just all you gotta do is DM me. That's hmm. it. Damn, that's that's gonna inspire me to put a bracket together of some kind. <laughs> I wonder what we could do. Sneakers. Uh, that's that's there's that. Oof. Good athletes, God. athletes of all time. Good like, God, you know, yeah, no sneakers, sneakers, sneakers. That's a whoa. Well, I'll put it to you like this: the jersey competition was actually really dope because, like, I had you know, like I'm Red was in it. Yeah, so I had some influencers in there that actually were like they had good jerseys, but then they were actually moving forward in mm. it as well. Um, I think I stopped voting on yours because the Raptor got voted out. Yeah, yeah, the Vince, VC Raptor. Vince, that and it got it got voted out early too. It was that like was round two. Disgusting. It was a bad loss. Too. Fuck that whole bracket. Yeah, bro. that was upsetting. Uh, we did we did lose we did lose some voters lost some voters off of that one. I feel like I feel like they came across a a girl that had a whole bunch of little girls voting. <laughs> that happened a couple of times. Like I was like, yo, this ugly jersey cannot keep moving. Like it keeps we taking it. down it keeps taking down real stuff. I'm yeah, like, hey man, listen, yeah. this is a real jersey that you take it down right now. Damn. This Anthony Davis half maroon, half purple Lakers jersey is not working. Hell yeah. <laughs> at Nick Day is tennis. You can find me all things Veterans Minimum or at Veterans Minimum. Rate, review, subscribe, share on social. Most important thing you guys can do to help out the show, and it is free. Just share on social. Tell people that you're listening. We will catch you guys later this week. I'm a gold medalist, bronze like your medalist. So many deer in headlights, but it's bedtime. Hear that supper bell, main course, beat a venison. Dab. Most dangerous game. Either kill or be 